Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Gerilyn Power. I believe now more than ever, women are being called to freedom. The scales have fallen from our eyes and we are coming back home to our power. Love is guiding our choices and the days of hiding are over. This podcast and our community will inspire you to see just how powerful you really are. I'll be sharing my tips to help you move through fears, take congruent action, and become limitless in your earning and your impact. Chasing success and fulfillment can leave us tired and stressed about our future and our finances. A loophole of wondering why things just can't seem to work themselves out. It is possible to break free of archaic beliefs about how we're here to live, parent, lead, and earn. There is a foundation that freedom lies on, and it's called grace. And for women especially, it's time that we allow her to really take the lead. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. We are on episode four. So excited to have you back. Today's episode is holding your vision amidst crazy times. That's the title. Holding your vision amidst crazy times. Grace has a plan. And things are a bit crazy right now. (laughs) Would you agree with me? The energy is intense. If you're, if you're paying attention, if you're not really paying attention, you might not completely resonate with what I'm saying. I'm going to explain because maybe there's a part of you that wants to pay a little bit more attention. Maybe you feel like you need to be super protective of your space because of all the crazy that's happening. And I get that. And I think that's amazing. So what do I mean about crazy times? And then I'm going to talk about your vision. Okay. Well, social media has become really, I think a mass distraction for a lot of people. I have felt that at times myself. I have been completely enveloped in that at times. We have things like the presidency in the United States with Donald Trump in power. There's a lot of fear there. And I think people are feeling that fear in a way it almost had to happen because it's pissing off enough people that people are now really speaking up, using the fire in their bellies connecting with grace in ways they never have before to really work to create change. And so again, it's necessary, but that doesn't mean it doesn't feel crazy. We are continuing to unearth many issues in our society with respect to male dominance, specifically white males, control issues. Okay. 
Many people are stepping out as advocates for change right now in the world, now more than ever. It's beautiful and needed, but it's contributing to the noise for sure. People are advocating for natural health and healing. People are advocating for climate change. There is a huge case against big pharma. There's the vaccine debate. People are being silenced and controlled for telling their stories. It's it's insane. <laughs> There's also this rising call on white people to look at their privilege. And if you have been very protective of your space, and maybe you're not sure what I'm talking about, let me talk about this, because this is a big one that's happening right now, and I think it's going to continue. And even, I, let me say this, no matter how protective you are over your space, I really believe at some point you're going to have to look at this, because I don't think this issue is going to go away. So essentially, there are many women of color stepping up, men of color, uh, men and women from the indigenous culture stepping up and saying, hey, we still in many ways are dealing with trauma in our bodies. There's so much fear and trauma in our DNA that's been passed on from our ancestors. And what they are saying essentially is they're putting out a call to white people, okay? Uh, a lot of white feminists, for example, um, a lot of people who have a position of influence in the world, white people. And they're saying, even if you were not a part of the problem years and years ago, even if you were not sitting in a boardroom where you made a decision to take away an indigenous tribe's land, or even if you were not a part of slavery, things like that, it doesn't mean that you get to ignore this. And it doesn't mean that you can just sit in your privilege and your love and light all day and ignore this. Because we, what they're saying is we in many ways are still marginalized and oppressed. And the biggest thing they're saying from what I take from it is we have trauma in our bodies and we need our power back. And I 100% agree with them. You really have to take the scales off your eyes in order to see this. I think as white people, we so badly just want to sit in our privilege and go, oh, that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not going to look there. And that's exactly what they're saying is they're saying, no, 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 you got to look there. And if you don't, you're a, you're a part of the problem. And so there's lots of books coming out on this topic. There are a lot of influencers sharing this information. There's a lot of hard conversations being had and it's beautiful and necessary, but again, it's messy. I really awakened to this about six months ago now because I, I come from a divided family. My parents divorced when I was two. They both, um, well, my dad remarried. My mom didn't remarry, but she was with an indigenous man for many years and they had two more children. So I have two brothers that are indigenous and the older of the two, Jet, 
he took his life to suicide just over two years ago now. And I saw it growing up, you know, I had a little bit of an inside look into the culture of, of indigenous people. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of trauma. And I remember just observing it going, okay, interesting, but I didn't, I didn't know I was a young girl. I didn't know, but I mean, you'd have to be totally blind to not see it. There's substance abuse and the suicide rate is insane. It's insane in the indigenous culture. And so my eyes were really opened after Jet decided to take his own life because I felt two things from him. I know that our souls are eternal and I really believe that they can speak to us, obviously not like through words, but they can speak to us through dreams or feelings. Sometimes they even speak to us through our mind. It's almost as if they're that channel that drops in when we're listening to the most loving, holy part of our mind, which is truth. That's been my experience since Jet passed is, is that loving channel of mine at times is so open and I can hear exactly what he is telling me to say or grace God is telling me. And there's been two things, two things that I can hear them both saying. And the first is I heard him say, you know, I made a bad choice. I... I messed this up. I didn't really take my healing seriously enough. But the other thing I hear him say is, you don't understand the pain I was in. And I always felt this from him. You know, I watched him and my other brother growing up. And it was obvious Jet carried pain in his body. It was obvious. So we know that every single child is born whole and complete in this beautiful image of God, but where did this pain come from? It came from his ancestors. It came from his people. And so what I feel like he was telling me was my people need help. And we're going to continue to have a high suicide rate. We're going to continue to struggle. We're going to continue to abuse substances until people give us our power back. And I went, oh, dear. And so I believe in the intersection of the two things that I feel his soul was communicating to me, which is, yes, our healing is our responsibility, You know, I think you could come from awful situations or circumstances. My sister-in-law was born addicted to drugs and alcohol, had fetal alcohol syndrome. Uh, She was adopted by my beautiful mother-in-law, and um, she's created a beautiful life for herself. She chooses not to drink alcohol because she knows about her family past and history, and she's chosen a different way. 
But at the same time, I think that some of these groups that have been um, marginalized and oppressed for years and years and years and years, we have to understand how hard it is for them because of what our culture has done to them. We did this. We did this by acting as if we were being guided by some graceful force when really it was fear guiding us. So it's so interesting that I felt Jet's soul speak this to me at the same time that I was noticing the rise of some of these social media accounts and influencer accounts and advocate groups talking about these topics. And I know it's heavy and I know it's deep, but this is the direction of where the world is headed in terms of God's plan for healing. I really believe this. I think you would have to be totally blind to not see this. People are angry. People, and on the anger, it's okay too, right? It's not, I think as white people, we, oh, look at her. She's so angry. (laughs) Oh, I can't follow this account. Oh my gosh, that's going to make me angry. Well, of course it is, because it's going to stir up what we need to stir up for healing, right? So I'm going to get to the vision part in a minute, because I know a lot of you are feeling what I'm feeling, or you're sensing it's out there, and there's a part of you that feels overwhelmed, and you're going, how do I hold on to my vision and what I'm here to create, while at the same time, maybe making room to look at these things? Or... If it's not your time right now to look at these things, how do I hold tight to that vision and not get overwhelmed or distracted or quit on myself or become a victim of the times that we're in? Because that's happening too. I'm seeing women like, it's too overwhelming right now. I I can't grow my business right now because this is all just too crazy. That's being a victim of the current circumstances. And that's dangerous. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But what I want to say is people are angry and I want you to know, I literally feel grace coming into my mind, prompting me to tell you, it's okay. Don't, don't be a judgy white person. (laughs) Like, oh, she's so angry. A lot of people have a right to be really angry right now. And that's just a part of their healing process. A lot of people are feeling for the first time and they're doing this healing work that their ancestors didn't maybe have the courage to do or maybe didn't get the call to do. But everything that's happening right now is in perfect harmony with the divine plan for healing. And so who are we to sit in our privilege and judge people, you know? (laughs) Okay, that's all I'm going to say on that. People are angry. People are awakening People are having these tough conversations. Mothers are advocating for their children in ways they've never had to before. I think our school system over the next five to 10 years is, I don't think it's going to collapse, but I think mothers are starting to find their power. They're connecting to the fire in their bellies more than ever before, and they're standing up for their kids. Uh, the diagnosis of things like ADHD and all sorts of things are at an all-time high. And I'm not saying or suggesting that in some cases um, 
these diagnoses are bad or wrong. But I know, I know from hearing friend stories and, and, and reading books and chatting with a lot of my beautiful friends who are doctors and workers in this space, the school space, the um, children's health space, I know that there is a lot of fear running the show here. And so mothers are starting to put their foot down and say, stop it. This is part of our times. And so I know it's a lot. And the first thing I feel called to say is take a deep breath. Give yourself this moment, not just right now as you're listening to this show, but every day, take a deep breath and exhale. You are doing well, my friend. These are challenging times. And it's okay to feel overwhelmed. I would think it's a little weird if you're not. Really. It's okay to feel this mess because if you're feeling it, that means you're present and you're paying attention. Times are very different now than when I first started as an entrepreneur. When I started, social media was really just becoming big and it's now bigger than big. It's like, whoa. And it can be overwhelming. And so I understand and I see you is what I want to say. I see you. I know at times, even myself, successful business owners, we can get really fiery on social media when we're trying to speak the truth. You know, I know at times I get on my Instagram channel, my, my social feeds or the calls that I lead for my team and one of my businesses. And I'm, I'm like, come on, people, wake up, stop quitting on yourself, blah, 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 blah. And I know a lot of my friends do that too. And you got to understand we're doing that because we care and we're trying to catch your attention. We're not doing it to attack or judge or anything like that. It that's the other thing that's happening is people are getting uh, loud and assertive. That's what I felt for myself. I feel grace telling me, Geraldine, be assertive, stand in your power and be assertive because we have to catch people's attention from the scroll, scroll, scroll. <clears throat> so here's what I want to say. There's all that going on. <laughs> but here's the biggest thing you need to know. If you have a vision that has been planted in your heart, if your soul has simmered up something. I'm talking you have a vision to earn six figures so that you can retire from a job that is draining your soul and be at home with your kid because your kid is screaming at you about the fact that his soul is not aligned with the school system and you want to homeschool him or you have a vision to travel more. Whatever your vision is, 
I want you to know that it is your responsibility to walk out that vision no matter what, no matter how crazy things feel. We can't just give up on it because the times are crazy. And then what, I'm, what I am seeing happening is women and moms and entrepreneurs, they're sort of doing this dance where it's like, do I fully commit to that vision or do I step back? Oh, it's crazy. I'm going to go over here. <gasps> okay, I, 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 I know it's still in there simmering inside of me. So I'm going to kind of look at it again. No, I'm going to step back. And then what they're doing is instead of holding that vision in their heart, and honoring it and fully deciding that they're going to walk it out. They're doing this dance where it's almost like every few weeks they will take action on something in their life that fills their cup and resembles what it would feel like to walk out their long-term vision. And so they feel good for a short period of time. And then they're kind of forced to go back to mediocrity, living archaically in terms of how people have taught them to live, living amidst archaic belief systems. And then they start to feel shitty again. Like, oh, like, let me give you an example. Let's say a big part of your two to five year vision is to be able to just travel freely with your kids, unschool your kids, give them worldly experiences. And you don't really know if that's fully possible for you amidst these crazy times. And so every six weeks you take your kids on a little adventure and it feels so good and so free. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. But then you're kind of forced to go back to reality. And then you start to feel that emptiness again. You're not meant to feel empty, you guys. That's not how grace designed this. Your soul is meant to take a journey towards your highest growth and potential. And so as you're walking out this grander vision, yes, live parts of it now. I always tell my team this and the people I work with, go take the trips or Go do things daily, weekly, that make you feel good. But don't give up on the highest plan. Because if you do, you'll feel it. You'll feel that emptiness. You'll feel that simmer inside of you that's saying, "Mm, girl. So I want to give you tips for how to hold that vision amidst these messy times and these times of uncertainty. What we're seeing is people taking more breaks now, I believe, than when I first started as an entrepreneur because of these messy times. People are taking breaks like, oh, I just I just need a, a hot minute. And that's okay. A break is different than quitting on yourself, but you're the only one that can tell yourself the truth. You know, am I, am I quitting on myself or am I telling myself I'm taking a break because it feels better than to actually admit that I've shelved my entire five-year vision? 
that's the beautiful ego. You got to get present to how fear works in your mind. And I talked a little bit about this on episode three, making friends with fear. Fear is going to do whatever it can to stop the growth train that is headed in the direction of your highest vision. So fear will say, oh, just take a break. Fear will say, uh, just slow down a little bit. Fear will say all sorts of crazy things. But how you know is you get honest with yourself. You have to tell yourself the truth. Am I taking a break or have I completely quit on myself? So what I want to say is this. The good thing about this pain in the world right now is that it's not going anywhere. And then that, that fire of your vision and how you were needed, it will start to burn again if it's not already. And you get to accept it in whenever you want to. And if you feel like you have fallen off the, fallen off the tracks, Listen, so have 80% of people. So please don't sit in some shame storm or guilt storm. I mean, it's totally normal to feel that for a minute and feel it. But that's the other thing I see happening is people are getting honest with themselves and going, oh, I didn't really just take a break there. I quit on myself. And oh, that feels so guilt ridden. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. And, and that's all fear too, trying to stop you. You have the most loving presence on your side. You have the most all forgiving entity of grace waiting to say, Hey, I'll lift that guilt for you. I'm here to carry it for you. Lift it to me and let's keep going because the true leaders of our times are the women, the mothers and the entrepreneurs who no matter what is going on right now, realign the train and choose to step into love. That's what love is all about. Love isn't about what all of these life coaches are putting on their t-shirts. You know, those people who wear t-shirts that say love and light and love. And I'm so, um, cautious of that. (laughs) That's a whole nother podcast. Okay. So let's talk about how to hold this vision. Number one, if you've lost it, claim it own it. Feel the fire in your belly simmering. Feel that grace, that graceful entity of love holding you and saying it's right there. Just just decide to take it back. Take it back. Get fiery about it. You're the only one that can decide. You can do this. Most people would say their kids or their pet or their home is the most important thing in their life. And I get that. Trust me, my family is my everything to me. But I am so clear that women in this lifetime right now, we have very specific directions about what we are here to do, say no to, step into, and claim as the vision for our lives. And so take it and hold it. It is so sacred. It's meant for you and nobody else. And it wouldn't have been delivered to you if you were not capable of walking it out. So I have, I'm just looking at my notes. I have four tips for you on how to hold it during these messy times. Number one, 
And think about it right now. Think about it right now as I go through these four. See it on the screen of your mind. See what it is you want. See the desire that grace has placed on your heart. Desire equals destiny. Number one, be open to whatever form it needs to take shape to manifest. Example, if it's your vision to earn six figures in residual income a year, let's say, I know a lot of people on this podcast want to earn residual income because then you take back ownership of your time. If you're new to that concept and you're here, residual income is things like, you know, um, Michael Jackson made all this music in his time and he's passed on, but someone's collecting royalties from that. That's like a form of residual passive income. Okay. I share essential oils with the world and I have customers all around the world. And when they like their oils, they start to buy them regularly. And so I've helped them one time, just like Michael Jackson made music or a song one time. And now I get paid continuously for that every time somebody purchases it. This is the wave of the future, by the way. (laughs) So let's say your vision is to earn six figures in residual income. You can't cling so tightly onto how that will take shape. When we cling, we control. So let's say you've started a direct selling business like I have, and you're like, I am going to, I'm going to do this no matter what. (laughs) But maybe, maybe Grace is saying, okay, I'm going to help you build 5k in residual income within this company. Then you're going to go over here and you're going to write a super hot ebook or book or whatever, as you build your brand. And maybe that'll happen like seven years later. And then you start selling this book on Amazon and you start bringing in an extra $500 a month residual income there. And then you start going over here. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'm saying when we grip so tightly onto control, And then things, I'm not saying don't set goals, but we have to remain open because grace is going to step in every now and then and surprise us. I teach my team, especially when they're newer entrepreneurs, you got to have a vision. By the way, all this talk about vision, I'm going to put in the show notes how to write out a two-year vision if you've never done one, okay? But I teach younger entrepreneurs you got to have a vision. And in your first two to three years, you got to learn how to set goals to like mini goals to then work towards the larger vision. And you got to hold the vision. You got to see it on the screen of your mind. You got to believe it's for you and that it's happening no matter what. But if you cling so tightly to it, okay, you lose the power of grace in your life. You lose it. For example, my first two-year vision had this idea of me being a global yoga teacher and traveling around the world and speaking on stages and teaching weekend workshops and really influencing people with the power of yoga and meditation. And I think I did two weekend yoga workshops and then I was guided to start a a different business that I had no idea would ever come into my awareness but I just trusted it. It was as if Grace was saying, okay, you accepted the vision I gave you. You welcomed it into your heart. You've been holding it. I just want it to take shape in a, in a tiny, um, or in a little bit of a different way. 
Here's how you also hold your vision amidst these crazy times. You got to connect with it, I believe, on a daily or a weekly basis. If daily is too much, then at least weekly. So again, I'm going to link up my two-year vision exercise in the show notes. It's super easy to look at access. It's a Google Doc. I learned this from a seven-figure business mentor who trained personally with Bob Proctor on this. So this is legit. Bob Proctor is one of the most successful entrepreneurs of our time. He was in the secret. He, okay. I don't, I don't, uh, mess around with this type of stuff. So you take this vision for what you want your life to look like two years from now, let's say, and you write it out. Okay. All the instructions are in that document. I'm not going to go through it here for the purposes of time. Then I think because of the messy world we live in, you got to read it daily. You got to open it up in the morning. If you don't have time, make time, get up earlier, pour a coffee or a tea, read it. Cause what will happen is it's going to sink into your subconscious. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to, it's going to make that simmer rise up even more in your belly. And then your channel to grace is going to open deeper because you're tapping into the vision and then grace will start to communicate with you the action steps to take, to walk it out. So you can't just give up on it. And that's my third tip. You must decide that you will never give up on yourself. Be one of the ones who decides you will never give up. You will rise up. Be mindful of your mindset is my next tip. Be mindful of your mindset. The last thing you want to do is become a victim of your circumstances right now or the world's circumstances. And I've totally felt this myself over the last six months, even I'm like, oh my gosh, things are so earth shattering right now. This is so crazy. I don't know if I can do this. Maybe Dan and I should just focus on really quickly paying off the rest of the mortgage and then we'll just like live on a beach somewhere. (laughs) Has anybody else had that thought? And then I take a deep breath and I hear Grace say, no, that's not your plan right now, Geraldine. And I'm like, damn it. So becoming a victim of your circumstances of the world is, this is too hard. It would be way too hard for me to show up at that event, or I just can't, I can't face that right now. Or, oh my gosh, I don't have the funds to hire that business coach. If Grace told you the next step in your vision is to hire the business coach, then you got to do what you got to do to hire the business coach. And so, yes, there's all this access noise and, and whatnot, but it doesn't matter When you become a victim, you give your full power away. Your full power. Becoming a victim, and everybody has to go through it. So again, it's okay. You're going to be fine. We oftentimes have to understand what it feels like to be in the the pain of giving our full power away, to go, I have to decide to never live or lead in that state ever again. 
The other thing that happens when we give our full power away is everyone around us feels our leaky energy. Our kids become sick. And I'm not talking just a little cold here and there. They, they start to have runny noses all the time or, you know, chronic this or chronic that. And again, sometimes they catch a legit virus. I get it. But I'm saying what is happening in your home even that's mirroring the chaos that you're feeling inside? Or maybe you've put yourself in that victim circumstance or mindset. You got to get out of that. And here's the quickest way to get out of it. Gratitude. I feel like I'm going to cry saying this in my times of failure, the times when I have dropped so hard to the floor in my own life because I realized I fell off the track or I made a mistake or whatever it is. Saving grace is gratitude. This is so counterintuitive to society, but that's what this podcast is about. We're not here to connect to the BS that society teaches, because that's clearly not working. (laughs) Every time I'm in this place, I drop to the floor and I pray and I say, thank you for this challenge. Thank you. This helped me to see where I've given my power away. I am never going to do this again. I am strong. I can do this. I'm holding my vision close to my heart. I get fiery. You got to get fiery. Go pick up that vision. Put it on the fridge. You're going to start to read it every day. You have to shift your energy. You can shift your energy in 10 seconds flat. People think it needs to be this long, drawn-out thing. Gone are the days where you... People believe, let's say, that they need to go take a yoga retreat in Hawaii to get their power back. Stop it. You have a direct channel to grace. You don't need anything outside of yourself to get your power back. Okay, so gratitude. And the last thing I want to say is with respect to this chaos in the world right now, let other people be what they need to be. Let them express what they need to express. If someone is being, I mean, I'm very mindful that I know I'm feeling called to be assertive right now, but there's a difference between aggressive and assertive. So if someone's being aggressive and calling people names, you effing a no. I'm saying let people be what they need to be. Let the advocates do their work. Get out of their way. Because oftentimes when we're true, when we are truly afraid to hold our visions close to our heart, we start judging the ones who are actually walking out God's plan for the whole right now. Oh, she's crazy. Ugh, she's too much for me. I mean, if it's too much for me, click mute on your Instagram story or, um, you know, stop following people then. <laughs> and it, it's so funny to me, though. The ones who judge are the ones who are disconnected from their truth, the real truth around how they're here to live and lead. So I'm actually asking you if that's you to stop. Sometimes I get really funny And just my personality comes out over Instagram. And I was recently um, speaking up in a really loud and assertive way about how women 
are, are policing other women right now, you know, and that needs to stop. And the way that that stops is when we take back ownership of our individual vision and then we start walking it out. And when you do that, you'll find your relationship with other women will really strengthen and deepen because you'll truly see what they're doing. You'll truly see it. You'll see the loud advocate and you'll go, yeah, girl. And you'll see the, the, funny, um, the funny chick with the meme account who's just bringing some truth, but through a, like a loving, funny way. And you're like, yeah, girl. And you'll see the girl who is, you know, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you just start fist bumping women. And that's what we need. We need women fist bumping each other to start to make some headway here. Is that a word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't be sitting around judging each other. And women get judgy when they've lost their power. So what are you going to do if you've lost your power to take it back? Okay. And if you need to protect your space, that's fine. Don't hemorrhage your energy. If it's too overwhelming for you, but at the same time, just allow other people to do what they need to do. Protecting your space as an entrepreneur has always been important, but it is now even more important. Protecting your energy, protecting your vision. It is sacred. It is sacred. Hold your vision, my friends. Hold it. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the show. I would be so grateful if you left a review as it helps me to reach more people with this important work. Once you've left a review, visit www.thefreedompodcast.com and follow the prompts under the section titled, Leave a Review. When you fill out your name and address there, I will personally send you a special thank you gift for being a part of our community and sharing your thoughts on the review page. Also, just a reminder, episodes drop every other Monday at 6 a.m., so make sure you subscribe and don't miss a show. You can follow other updates and more inspiration with respect to topics on leadership, parenting, business, health, and freedom on my Facebook and Instagram pages at Geraldine Power and at The Freedom Podcast. One last thing before you go. Has this show left you with powerful clarity? Is there an aha moment or a story that you want to share with the world? Tell us what you've learned or what you're up to on social media and use the hashtag TF podcast and tag us at the freedom podcast. I read every single post and I choose one person a month to feature and bless by sharing your post on social and sending you a special gift. So head to your Instagram or Facebook channel and let me know how this podcast has helped you. That's it for today. See you next time.